Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Sad day. John Madden, absolute legend in football. First is a terrific coach, won a Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, as I said, Rob, earlier, made the playoffs eight years, eight, eight out of the ten years he coached. Uh, left the game at the top, you know, um, and then became just a tremendous broadcaster and then uh, went on and, you know, Madden the game, the video game is just legendary. And, uh, you know, so it's a sad day. And it's interesting, Rob, that it just happened. I mean, Everybody's been, you know, Fox has been promoting the documentary about Madden that was aired on Christmas Day, and I can't wait to watch that. I'll watch it this week. But um, it's just, it's interesting that, you know, a couple of days after they air that, he dies, and it, and it was unexpected. You yeah. know, it wasn't like they did it. No, Now, granted, he's 85 years old or was, so, you know, at that age, anything can happen. But uh, it wasn't like they, you know, made this documentary knowing, okay, he's on his last legs and let's let's get this tribute out to him so he can see it. You know what I mean? Before he passes. So it's just sad and unfortunate, but his life should be celebrated, Rob, because he did a whole bunch of things for the world, the, a game of football. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, it's just there's no way around it. There's just no way around it. A 759 winning percentage as a coach. Crazy. He didn't just win. He won. And where he did Rob, that ranks, that's what, one or two? That's in the top, Rob G, right. get that. Yeah, get, that's get 759 that career. It's, it's, it's not two. like he coached three years. He coached 10 right. years. Right. So it's incredible, Chris. And then when you look at his impact, you know, broadcasting and working for all four networks and on the big broadcast with all the top play-by-play guy, he also was um, – and then, you know, for the young kids with the Madden, even though he didn't develop the game, you know what I mean? They put his right, name right, right. It on the game. It wasn't his brainchild. Right. It, it's nothing <laughs> right. like that. I don't want people to think, oh, yeah, he came up with Madden, too. <laughs> right, no, he did right, not. Right. No, he did not. He was a tech whiz. Uh, for yeah, right. all the other things he did, he, he was, was in a the Silicon genius. Valley, right, and then <laughs> he came up with the video game. But, but it, you know, all those things, and when you think of him in football and, and people knew about uh, as well, like – uh, he didn't like to fly, Chris, which is, you know, on the Madden bus and the, the cruiser right. and stuff like that. He was a unique personality. And I remember when he left NBC, you know, because that was a little controversial there. The network was going through uh, pay cuts for people. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And he didn't yep. want to take one. And and uh, he stepped aside, but he still kept doing, I think, serious XM football stuff, right? Um, yep. But but when I think of John Madden, most of all, I got to admit, I think of him and Pat Summerall together in that booth in CBS, Chris. Even though he worked with Al Michaels, who's a great football announcer, he did ABC, he did NBC, he did Fox uh, with Summerall. But I still remember like the early days. That's when I was impressionable, right? Oh, As yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And you remember, all games weren't on back when we were kids. So when you got to see games 
on television, right? It was a big deal. I mean, deal. you basically had to watch your local game. Right. The only time we saw highlights was, was Monday what, Night Football with Howard Cosell when he went around the that, league, Rob. Chris. Wasn't huh? that the biggest thing? That was the Those biggest thing. Those halftime highlights. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And dun, he would, dun, dun. I mean, it was awesome. And Howard Cosell would do the highlights from all around the league. Yep. And, guys, you guys are spoiled. That's the only time we saw out-of-market games. We saw nothing. When they used to do the local sports on the news, they used to just have a picture of somebody. There was no video. There was nothing. Rob, I always say this, um, and you see, obviously, there's national sports talk radio shows all, you know, everywhere. We're one of them. There are national debate shows, Skip and Shannon, First Takes, First Things, first, you know, so on and so forth. There weren't any of those before, or there weren't many, I should say. Or hardly any before, like the internet and you know, all of that stuff. Because, as you said, back in the day, it was hard to really know a ton about the whole league. You know, now you obviously yep. knew the stars and you know, you kept but up you didn't to the see best them. You, could. you really no, didn't see you, them. Play. You, there was no way to see them, nor could you read about them every day. Nope. And remember, West Coast newspapers. games, they didn't make the paper right. back east. You didn't even get – there was no uh, – there was another time, Chris, just talking about where you had to call sports phone to get a score. Like, there was, there was no radio giving you scores up to date. Like, you had to call right. a number to get a score of an out-of-town game. It was I just a different you, Rob, time. When I started my career in 1990, I was sitting in the newsroom answering phones, and people would call up with trivia questions. To get and you answer. either have to know them off the top of your head or you go get an almanac or encyclopedia or whatever and look it up. Yep. You know, that was like the internet. Now you can just go Google it. But, yeah, back then, you did. my my memory of Madden, I mean, obviously, like you said, he and Pat Summerall were tremendous. Right. Um, so that's certainly one of them. But I do feel like I remember him. I guess if I had to say my greatest memories of him were, were him as a coach. Because I was, like, a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan as a mm. kid. I mean, I just, like, everything. I, sleep, I had Steelers sleeping bags, coats, hats, gloves. Like, everything I had was Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. And Oakland, Dallas in the NFC, but Oakland was a right. They were always there. You know, they were a tough team to beat. And they were, like, the scariest. Cincinnati was good back then, too. But Oakland was like the scariest team for me as a Steelers fan that the Steelers had to get through, you know, to make the playoffs, you know, and so um, or to win the win the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I just remember him, his great teams that he had in Oakland. But, um, yeah, it's a it's a sad day when anyone dies. But obviously you want to celebrate his life and his legacy as well. So. It's amazing, too. I didn't notice. John Madden won 16 Emmys, 16 for Outstanding Sports Analyst Personality and covered 11 Super Bowls for the four networks between 79 and 2009. That's just incredible. Let me ask you this, um, and this just popped into my head. Now, obviously, they do different things. Um, but would you, would you compare him at all to Barkley? No. And I'm going to tell you why. You know what I think why I've said that, though, right? Like, big personality, um, yeah, not, but, but, not conventional. Yes, but he, he was, John Madden wasn't critical of people. 
he never said anything like Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is unique from that standpoint, Chris, when he is on the air at TNT that right. has the NBA package, right? Right. And says the game, it's, uh, this is unwatchable. Like, this right. is, this, like, seriously, nobody can say that except right. for Charles Barkley. That, that's why I, I'll draw the difference. But they were big, both in their sports, big as life. Right. You know what I mean? And but unique, I think, you know. And, and then unique. I get it. I mean, there, like I said, right. I mean, uh, Madden was doing games. Barkley, you know, he doesn't do games. He's right. in the studio. It's, it's, so right, there's studio a difference. Stuff. But I just and think kind of the Barkley's larger the most life biting person. guy that we've ever had. I don't know, going back to Howard Cosell. They weren't the guys most like biting that. guy. Biting, you know, like um, comment, like like. Well, now I mean, do, where do you you know you got Skip, you got Stephen A, you got you know I mean they've kind of followed in the Barkley. I mean they're different, but you know what I'm saying. Like obviously, a lot of people are biting now, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it makes sense that before Barkley came up and was was doing that, you know, it probably wasn't a lot of people doing it at that point. So if you want to go there, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm just saying, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't, rem- I don't remember too. Madden as, as a guy who no, he, he wasn't. who attacked people. Like, or, you know what I mean? Say they were bad or terrible or anything but like that. But the, the reason I brought up Barkley is because Madden is like, he didn't, it wasn't about, Oh, he's so technically sound, and he he no, was just himself. That. You right. know what I mean? Like like sitting at a bar with a buddy, yeah, right? And Charles is the same way. Goofiness, Charles or, doesn't you know, give you the, yes, the X's and O's. Saying. He's not a coach. Right. He's just talk. He's a basketball player who's giving his opinion on what he's seeing, like right. like a regular Joe. That's how it comes across, and that's why it works. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Lakers are at Houston, and they have a starting lineup that is uh, intriguing. Rob G, Uh-oh. give me the starting five. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Let me just say, is, is Westbrook guess? not starting? No, no. He's starting. Oh, okay. They didn't okay. go that far. They, they don't have right, that, right. that much guts. I was all like, right, go, wow. <laughs> go ahead, Rob G. Well, what's the starting five? Rob, I don't know where you got the line at, but this might change things a little bit, okay? Starting at one guard, Russell Westbrook. Starting okay. at the other guard, Malik Monk. Starting at small forward, Avery Bradley. What? Starting power forward, Stanley Johnson, who joined the team like two days ago. I know. That's, that, that's, wow. That's, and you but know you what? Know what? The, he defends. Yeah, that's right. But he you defends. know what? Rob G knows this. If you watch the post-game show and after his first game, they were they lost to the Nets, right. and they were ranting and raving about Stanley Johnson. That's right. Yep. Am I right, he, Rob G? Because he defended. Because he tries on defense. And He's, right. Exactly. He and got energy. Last but not least, your new starting center for the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James. LeBron James. Wow. You know what? Look, I'm going to say this. I'm going to give props to LeBron for doing this. And I get it. it. You're not banging against Patrick Ewing. 
You're not guarding Shaq. There's no You're Matumbo. not facing. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, it's a different era. But still, LeBron has, you know, been tentative, for lack of a better word, about, you know, just playing inside through his career. You know, he's never developed. He's got a decent post game, but never really what he could have done. Right, right. I mean, he could have just right. been destroyed. With his, with his strength and everything, oh, yeah. right, he could have right. done some damage in the paint Absolutely. if he really wanted to. I Absolutely. Mean, let's just face it. He's never really – you know, people always say LeBron could guard all five positions, but he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, he, he he's never really wanted to guard the big center. But you is know, this a gimmick, uh, Chris? Is this just a gimmick? No, what, I give him. This? That's what I'm saying. I'm giving LeBron credit. Like, no, but I mean, are they serious about no, this, or this is just one yeah. day just to well, shake it up? I don't know that this. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this will continue. Remember, AD will be at the very least. AD would be the center, and LeBron right. maybe a power forward. But I, I look, Rob. Today's NBA. LeBron can play center in today's NBA. There aren't any big guys out there. Right. 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 I mean, it's, it's, and then even if a guy is bigger than, like, let's say you, he's facing a seven-footer, there's only a handful of seven-footers that are actually going to exploit him inside. Right. I mean, even if he faces Joel Embiid, Embiid's shooting a lot of jumpers. I mean, he's outside, you know, at the three-point line handle. He's got a great mid-range jumper. I saw LeBron there and the mouse is in the house and I'm on Embiid, I'd have to go a little closer to the back. You would think, I would hope, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I look, we'll see how it works out. I mean, he's played a lot of center in the last few games and done well there. Um, So, you know, I I give him credit, though, Rob, because you notice a lot of guys don't want to move out of their comfort zone. And he, you know, if anybody can say, look, I'm playing point guard or I'm playing three or whatever, it's him. So I I give him credit for being, you know, being willing to to try to make a change um, to see if it can work out for him. Now, I think we got sound to this, Rob, some some, uh, sound that really made the rounds over the last – couple days, uh, Russell Westbrook. Because Westbrook walked out on the media, Chris, on Christmas night. Right. After 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 going 4 for 20. 4 for 20, 0 for 10 in the second half. The rim blocked the dunk. You remember late in that game? And I'm going to give him this. Now, look, and I get it. I'm going to give him this on the – when getting hung on the rim, right? And I – it wasn't like it was a heavy contest, but Nick Claxton was there. It wasn't like he was just wide open and didn't get up high enough and got hung on the rim. I mean, he had to kind of account for Nicholas Claxton being there at the rim and contesting to some degree. Again, it wasn't like the way LeBron contested Claxton, right? I, when he what? got dunked right. Oh, yeah, he got, he got a facial. Saying, LeBron got oh, yeah, a he facial. he got a major facial. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't. He shouldn't have got hung up. All right, Chris, I get that. And I got to say this, but, too. I'm watching Claxton last night with uh, – I went to that Nets-Clippers game, um, and I like the way they use Claxton with just lobbing the ball up at him. Man, he gets a, a lot of player. dunks. He is. I like yep. him as a player. I, but I, he's not out there shooting perimeter shots. They're lobbing the right. ball up to him at the rim, which they should – and they're getting a lot of dunks and easy baskets. I love it. I love He's that. He's not obviously as good as Jared Allen, but you you see what Jared Allen Jared Allen might make the All Star team for Cleveland this year. There's some similarities there. Again, Jared Allen is much better 
playing tremendously, averaging like 17 and 10 or 11 for the Cavs. But there's some similarities. Long, athletic, like you said, not out there shooting jump shots, you know, but also not like just your typical, prototypical post center either, right? Um, don't have to run a lot of plays for them, but they'll they'll get you some stuff at the rim and all that. So, yeah, I, I hear you on that with Claxton. But uh, Russell Westbrook, who, Rob, let's face it, he has become, at least for now, because it's been on AD um, and AD some was of the other players. Right, AD was getting killed. He's hurt, so he's not getting as much right, right now. But Westbrook is getting crushed. Yep. I mean, he is – I was one of – and I'll just say, because we were – Kevin Wilds on, on First Things First, we were talking about it. He actually thinks this – if this season doesn't improve and it just goes badly – he thinks this could hurt Westbrook's legacy. Mm. I'm not there. I think he's. I think he's done too much. He's, he, he's, right. later he's done stuff career. that nobody else has right, done. So right. that, that's what the, he'll survive it, even if this right. goes south. Uh, but but people in L. A. and him being from this from L. A. will hurt. You know, like just the way people look at him, because then it will be Chris three stops in the last three years, right? And no. Yeah, success. I mean, he's and it's interesting because remember he was the guy. That was loyal to the soil. Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. Westbrook could have easily been like, yo, I'm out of here. I mean, look, the dude's from L.A. He's living in Oklahoma City. You know what I mean? He, you couldn't have blamed him for jetting, right? And he said, look, we're going to rebuild this thing around me. And, and this is kind of, you know, something for players to look at, although I guess he kind of had a hand in it. You know, it was a mutual thing. But he got traded from OKC to Houston, and then next thing you know, he's in Washington, and now he's in L.A., right. so, which he's happy about. But, you know, the, you can get moved around. I mean, he never pictured himself hopping from franchise three to franchise. Three teams in three years? Right. right. Three teams. Like, right. like, that's a lot. That's that, not for a superstar. You know what right. I mean? That's a lot. I, I would say this, Rob, for Westbrook. Anybody that, to me, if this impacts your view of Westbrook, I don't know what you've been watching. Like, Rob, don't you think, like, to me, Westbrook's legacy, I've said it for years, is going to be the triple-double, period. And I look at Westbrook as an individual spectacle, an individual phenom. And he's going to be iconic. 30 years from now, people are going to be talking about this guy, Westbrook, he averaged three years of a triple-double. Like, it was incredible what he did. That's yeah. going to be his legacy. Even if he wins a ring, that'll enhance it, obviously. And it'll be better for him. You know, if they weren't were to win the championship this year, that just takes him to a whole nother level. But he's still, Rob, Oscar Robertson's not really known for the championship he won with Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. We think of the triple-double with him. So, to me, West, that's his legacy, and, and I think most – basketball people, Rob, I, I assume you're in this group. We've accepted he's not really going to win a ring, certainly not as your lead dog. You know, it's hard. It's kind of hard to win winning the ultimate championship. But that doesn't mean he's not a great player and, and an icon and a Hall of Famer and all that. But I think most people have accepted that. So this shouldn't be – I mean, it's bad for them. But I don't know. I'm just not, like, shocked by this. We, we didn't think it would work out. No, uh, we first guessed it. It's, this is not like after the fact or whatever. We questioned it from day one, 
And you remember LeBron? Remember that he was mad at people who were critical of the of the right. team, Chris. Right. Remember that? Y'all keep the same energy when we uh, later. <laughs> remember all that? That's because right. all the pushback from everywhere was this doesn't look right. It doesn't look like it's going to work. It, there's no fit here. And and. And so far, it's been a struggle. Are they going to be better? They're going to win some game. They're not going to give up 120 points every night. In the five-game losing streak, Chris, they're giving up 120 a night. Yeah, I think one thing I think, Rob, and Westbrook talked, and we're not going to hear the sound because we're, we're pushed for time, but um, he talked about how he's tired of hearing people tell him how to play what they think he should do, how they think he should play. And, and Rob, I I think he's a bit confused because he's like, people are telling me, Russ, be Russ. Play your game. Do your thing. Um, And then when he does it, he gets criticized for it. And then you're hearing, well, you got to pass the ball more or whatever. So, Rob, I kind of fought the Lakers. Like, to me, maybe it's happened, but it certainly doesn't look or sound like it. But I I think the coaching staff – or Frank Vogel, Fisdale, whoever, needs to sit down with Russ and tell him what they need from him. Because I think Russ is willing to do it, Rob. Like, he came into the season, you could see him deferring to LeBron and AD initially. Early on, absolutely early on. When when he went to Houston, he was like, I'm off the ball. It's James' show, right? James Harden's show. So I think Russ is willing to do it but when he hears you in the press conference, hey, Russ, Russ got to be Russ. We just tell him to play his game. I mean, that's just generic stuff. Right, give right. him, right? We give it, you no, know, you don't want Russ to play his game. No, we need you to do take, This right. is what we need you to, from you, okay? Yes. You need to do this. You need to do that. We love if you would uh, attack the rim. We would love if you could take, take uh, uh, care of the basketball. Right? Seriously, right. like, this, these right. are what we need we, you to do. We need do. you to focus on defense. We know, look, you've, yes. been, you've carried the load offensively but we in need all these you to, places you've you, been. You have energy. You, you right. can dig down, pull your, you know, pull your sleeves up, Chris, yep. and dig in. You're a younger guy of our older stars, and we need you and your energy. Yep. Like, like, yep. and, and your points will come. You know, your points right. will come. But but that's not really what we need your main focus to be. And, and I think that's a hard conversation to, to have, but it's the right one. Well, and I think the way you have it depends, you know, whether it ends up being hard or not. I mean, you could sit down with Russ. Look, we got LeBron. We got AD. We we, we need you to get, you know, we want you to get your 20. Your, your Throw that number out. 16 Let's... to 20 points. But we think you can get it this way. LeBron's obviously going to handle the ball a lot. But with your speed and athleticism, you can cut – you know, to the rim, uh, you can, you know, screen, you know, screen and roll. You're the roll guy or uh, you can set screens and get backdoor cuts. Like you moving without the ball, Russ, will be a nightmare for the opponent because nobody can match your athleticism. You know, things like that, like you can. But I don't think they've sat down and, and talked to him about that. At least it doesn't seem that way because he, he seems confused about what his role is. And so um, we'll see. Look, I think they got to figure this out, Rob, because I don't – other than John Wall, who's already been traded for, I just don't see a trade out there that's happening. So uh, they got to try to figure it out, and maybe the first step is playing LeBron at center. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, we got our man in. He's a friend of the show. We love having him on every week. Former NFL offensive lineman. Now a great Fox Sports Radio weekend host. Our man Ephraim Salam. What's up, brother? What's happening? Yeah, How happy holidays, man. The family, you everything too. good. Everybody good, man. Everybody's good. Just chill, right? Good, so, good. Well, so let, uh, obviously, I, right. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, you didn't play, obviously, for John Madden or against any of his teams. But what is the first – I mean, you're younger. You, I, I don't know if you play Madden and that's your biggest impression of him. But yeah. what is your biggest impression of John Madden and what do you think about when you think about him? Um, no, I, I'm, I'm well aware of John Madden and, and what he's meant uh, to football. And, of course, I'm a gamer, so, I, you know, I love the Madden game. I, I – used to play it nonstop religiously like so many other uh, people in in the world. And just to get the news that he, he passed away, especially after the big, you know, Christmas Day special that right. they had. And it just was it's, it's sad. But, you know, what John Madden meant to football, I mean, he, he put football literally on the conscience of everybody in this country, from kids, to adults, whether you watched football or not, you knew who John Madden was. You knew that voice. Um, and That's a that great was, point because people nowadays, yeah. they won't realize that in the 70s and 80s, football was not the dominant sport. No, it was not. Right. It, it was not. And it was people like John Madden who made it mainstream, who was marketable, right. who, you know, that when, when he came out with the Madden video game, it really took the NFL to another level. And I know people are like, well, what does that have to do with anything? It just brought the game to the forefront of a generation that may or may not would have dove into the game. Outside yeah. of people, I'm talking about outside of people who grew up playing the game physically. You know, it's, it's, it's millions and millions of people all over the world who never even thought about putting a, a helmet on or cleats and know exactly the, what the NFL is and, and who John Madden is because of the video game and what he's meant to the sport. He also was a outstanding, we already know, outstanding football coach with the Raiders, but broadcasters where most people are going to remember him. Uh, if you watch football, and it goes back, he worked for all the networks uh, because he did, most people think of him, as great as Al Michaels is, and John Madden worked together for NBC. Uh, Pat Summerall and John Madden on CBS first. Uh, and and I think people remember them and think of that team right there as maybe the best football team ever on television. Summerall hey, and Madden. He, yeah, you, you know what John did, John, John Madden did? He made everyday fans feel like they were a part of the game. Right, you listen to John Madden, and John Madden sounded like the guy at the at the bar, right? Talking about <laughs> right. Football, well, your coworker, right? you know what I mean, right? Right, he humanized, <laughs> right. Right. He humanized it, right? He, it made it seem like, oh, that's just John down there at the end of the bar talking about the glory days of football. Right, right. But he did that. He did that on a national level, which resonated with millions and millions of people. Uh, Ephra, let's get to a few football topics of what's going on in the league. The Chiefs have once again, you know, become the favorites to win the Super Bowl. 
Um, I said last week, week or two ago, that I thought this could be the best Chiefs team in the Pat Mahomes era. You know, the the so far it's a young era, but the Patrick Mahomes era, just because they've been tested now. They've had to look in the mirror and see what are we made of, and they've had to answer that call. And, you know, they play a little different. They're not all dynamic and showtime. They actually can do some grunt work, too. You buy that, or you, you think that, uh, no, it's not as good as those teams, you know, in the past two years? No, I, I think you're on to something there because what this year has taught us is, like, if you can't overcome adversity, then you can't be successful. You're not going to make it to the playoffs this year, right? If you look at the number of teams that have hit lulls and have overcome that and bounced back due to whether it be injury, whether it be now COVID, losing, you know, eight to ten players on one team because of COVID and still having to go out there and play, I, I watched Ian Book last night. This, this poor kid, good lord! But <laughs> just, just, just having to mess. be able to deal with that, and we've seen the Chiefs go through, you know, some self-imposed uh, woes, as well as not having key uh, figures available uh, throughout the week for these games, and they've overcome it. They've actually. Galvan, it galvanized them, and, they, and, they, and they're playing much better than we've seen them play all year. Let, let me – you mentioned Ian Book, who started for the uh, Saints last night, and the Dolphins won that. Uh, did you see the stat that's out there that uh, Notre Dame quarterbacks have lost their last 23 starts in the NFL? Good Lord. I, I mean, it is – uh, Chris, did you see that stat? No. They've lost. They've lost twenty three straight games. Brady Quinn is the last Notre Dame quarterback to win a, to start and win a football game. Wow! What is that? Well, well, well look, I'll tell you this: they, the Irish don't have to worry about it because Alabama was in that that boat as well for a long time. So right. it, it, it just it, what happens is. You get these kids. You get these uh, kids from these dynamic schools. They go high in the draft, and they go to teams that aren't equipped for them to do anything. Like watching Ian Book play last night, I was like, "This kid doesn't have a shot." Right? Miami was they were uh, Flores. They were laughing, right? Showing them everything. He hasn't even practiced with the team. Right? Like, he hasn't even had in-person practicing. You can't go out there and play an NFL game at at any position, let alone a quarterback position, without any reps. This goes to show all those armchair quarterbacks at home saying what they could do and if they hit. No, it doesn't work like that. The NFL is hard. Playing quarterback is hard. That's all right, man. E from Salam. We appreciate the knowledge, brother, as always. Yeah, happy new year. Absolutely. Happy new year, brother. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Peace.